Good afternoon, saints. <laughs> Welcome to my podcast. My name is Michelle. I am so happy to be here with you this afternoon. It is such a great honor to spend time with you, to spend time in the Word of God, to be in the company of the Holy Spirit. Um, I want to thank everybody, each one of you, for listening in and sharing with your friends. But most importantly, I want to thank the Holy Spirit for the opportunity He has given us, for the wealth of knowledge He has given us, for the urge that he puts on my heart to share with you and for the feedback that I get from you because it's very inspiring. So I am so thankful this afternoon. Um, Without um, getting too wordy yet, (laughs) um, let's go quickly to our opening scripture. Our opening scripture for today is in the book of 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 23. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 23 and it reads Having been born again not of corruptible seed but incorruptible through the word of God which lives and abides forever Praise King Jesus Right okay let's humble ourselves for an opening prayer Father, in the name of Jesus, I would like to thank you for this day that you have made. I thank you so much for everybody that's tuned in today. And uh, I pray, Father, that you send your Holy Spirit, send your power so that I may be able to deliver this message exactly the same way as you'd like me to do it. And um, I'd like for you to visit everybody that's listening in. Let your power be manifested in the words that are coming out of my mouth. Father, use my words to point to your holy word. And as we study, as we speak, as as we dialogue, um, I I ask for um, the spirit of wisdom and and revelation and and a depth and in-depth of the knowledge that's available to us through the Bible. Open up the eyes of our understanding so that we may get to have a deeper and revelation and and um with the hope of living better lives through the word that you left us through the word of god by the power of the holy spirit father let there be deliverance of the mind as we dig into the scriptures let every mind be set free my father and my lord there's people out there that are heavy laden there's people out there struggling with words that have been shared with them that are not of you send forth your word it is written that you send forth your word and your word heals us and your word delivers us from destruction as i speak lord as your people listen as we share May there be deliverance. May there be um, liberty in everybody's mind. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, today I want to talk about words. Yeah? W-O-R-D. I want to talk about words. Um, I realized that since I started this podcast, I've been on a mission of sending you to buy Bibles, to read your Bible. But but now I want I'm taking steps back, many many steps back to to the to the to the genesis, to to the root, to to the beginning of it all. And um, in the beginning was the Word. This um, I've mentioned that scripture several times, John one one. But I want to go back to 
just the natural words generally as we use them for example right now i'm speaking words unto you and and there's somebody out there that's having a, a, a bad day or a good day courtesy of the words that was said to them by a friend a partner um work colleague anybody i want us to look into words and um i tried <laughs> to the best of my ability to find out the meaning of the word words <laughs> does that even make sense so this is what i came up with yeah so words are speech or talk spoken sounds um, that are used to express one's emotions yeah so we express our emotion in words yeah words can be a text or a written representation right again a way words can also be um contentious like an angry speech like a quarrel for example one can say oh we had bad words and um she walked out on me right then words can be um a short conversation for example you can say oh michelle i would like to have a word with you you know and then words can be an expression or an utterance um something along the lines of you know a word of warning i give so and so a word of warning right then words can also be a, a warrant um, an assurance or a promise like um i give you my word i'll be there at noon praise king jesus then words can also be news like good tidings information yeah like we received it can be bad news like we received word of his death Praise King Jesus. So today I want us to talk about to you to, to talk about words. I Michelle talk a lot and lately I thank God so much that I talk about his word more than any other words and even if I try to have ordinary conversation I, tr- I find myself referring to the word of God and and that's what pushed me to start this podcast is um so that I could share all these words that were going on in my head, yeah? In the beginning I used to write like I have um uh the word by michelle page on facebook but then the the text got too long too much and i used to send it out via whatsapp and people said to me oh this is so long so i'm so thankful to god that um we're now into speaking cuz then i can i can go on and on and on and even then sometimes it's way too much i struggle to stay under an hour when i speak to you guys and that's because i have so many words to say to you and i'm thankful to god that the words that i share with you hopefully bring encouragement praise king jesus now let's go back the words that we're going to talk about um will be i want us to look at three categories right words by um people right the people that we 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 spend time with the people that are around us then there's um words the word of god praise king jesus but in there we shall also look into evil words words that lead to bad situations praise king jesus i hope the holy spirit will help us to break it down but the two main parts are our words versus god's word i think that's the best way i can put it praise god so let's go break down our umbrella scripture first peter chapter 1 verse 23 you know we have to break it down because at this altar we believe in understanding what we're talking about praise king jesus so it reads um 
having been born again, right? In other words, we have been born again, yeah? Not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. So, what is to be born again? Praise King Jesus. Uh, To be born again... (laughs) There's a guy in the Bible, Nicodemus. <laughs> Jesus said to him, unless you are born again, um, that is in John chapter 3, verse 1 to 3. Um, Nicodemus asks Jesus, like, the things you say are so powerful. The things you do are so powerful. Like, how do you do it? And in not so many words, I think Nicodemus was, was wondering why Jesus is so filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So um, Jesus uh, says to Nicodemus, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And then Nicodemus is saying to Jesus, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter his mom's womb a second time? So to be born again is not, if you want to look into that, it's it's in John chapter 3, verses 1 to 3. If you want to look into um, the... If you want to dig deeper into that scripture, you can go ahead. But what I want to bring out is to be born again. Because normally when I'm done speaking to you, I do a repentance call, calling people to get born again. But I also want us to understand what that means. Yeah, It doesn't mean that you go back into your mom's womb or something drastic happens. It's just a simple case of getting Christ into your life. Yeah? It's, it's a second birth. But it's a spiritual one. Praise King Jesus. Maybe let's go and read Nicodemus. Let's read about Nicodemus. Open the book of John chapter 3 verse 1 to 3. There's no reason why we should not pass by. Because I want us to have an, a deep revelation and a, a, a deep understanding. The book of John is in the New Testament. John chapter 3 verses 1 to 3 it reads yeah verse 1 there was a man in the there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus a ruler of the Jews Two. this man came to Jesus by night and said to him rabbi we know that you are a teacher Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with them. Verse 3, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus said to Jesus, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And then Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. But what I want to pull out is, when when we get born again, it's, it's a case of, it's a spiritual birth. We are born of the Spirit, like Jesus has explained to Nicodemus. Praise King Jesus. But now the umbrella scripture is saying to us, that for us we are born of we are not born of corruptible seed but incorruptible praise king jesus what does this mean and again to shed more light on the born again thing let's look at second corinthians chapter 5 um verse 17 
Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. So anytime anyone asks you to give uh, your life to Christ, I hope that these words come to mind so that you do it with knowledge and understanding as opposed to, oh, let me just do it so that life can get better or let me just do it because I've been cornered into saying so or let me do it. Um, I have done evangelism in the women's hospital in Naguru and I found that in a day I could get close to um, even 24 souls for Jesus like 24 ladies would give their lives to Christ but I noticed that it was a case of oh I'm in so much pain I don't know what to do anything will do okay let me give my life to Christ so we can be over with this or sometimes it's a case of oh I'm a single mom I don't know how I'm going to raise this kid and I'm saying to them why don't you get Jesus to help you but today I want us to fully understand what it means to be born again praise King Jesus so we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. It reads, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I will repeat it. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new so being born again is transformation like you're tired of your old lifestyle and you want to try something new right you were born and you've been doing life since birth and now you're x amount of years and you've heard a few things about jesus or maybe by the time you're done with this podcast by the glory of, by the grace of god to the glory of god right and you think to yourself okay i want a new life I want to become a new being. I want to let Christ help me. And then you get born again. Praise King Jesus. You choose to have a new life. And this time round, we're doing it by the word of God. That is why I'm here to talk about words. Yeah. The scripture is saying in 1 Peter chapter 1, 23, that having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible what is corruptible seed let's break down that i think that's one of the operative words here is corruptible seed what is corruptible seed seed we can start with seed eh? <laughs> seed in this case is the word of god praise king jesus and how do we how do we how do one know that the seed being referred to here is the word of god it is written in matthew chapter 13 and um, verse 18 onwards the parable of the sower I'll read it for you briefly so you and I can be on the same page. Hallelujah. Matthew is the first book of the New Testament. The New Testament. Okay. Matthew chapter 13. Chapter 9, 10, 11. Chapter 13. Are we there? Matthew chapter 13, verse 18. Okay? That my Bible has got titles, subtitles, and it reads, The parable of the sower explained. Verse 18. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. This is Jesus explaining the parable of the sower to his disciples, right? Verse 19. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what is what is sown in his heart. 
This is he who received seed by the wayside. Maybe we need to go to the beginning of, um, before he explains it. He talks about, uh, where's the beginning of it? The parable of the sower. Where does it start from? Basically, earlier on, Jesus spoke in parables and talked about um, sowing seed. That there's seed that falls on um, on the wayside and it dries up. Then there's seed that falls on thorns and it's choked. And then he also gave an. Ex- I think he gave three or four examples. Then there's seed that falls on sat- well, on, on um, fertile grounds. And then the one that falls on fertile grounds is so is um it, it bears fruit. It lasts forever. And then his disciples were a bit confused about it. So he went ahead to explain to them that um, the seed is the word of God, right? And that's what I'm trying to show you in uh, Matthew chapter 13, verse 18. That the seed is the word of God. The word of God can fall on um, fertile ground or it can fall on grounds that not, that is not conducive for it to, um, to, to, to germinate or to make sense, yeah? Verse 20 reads, but he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. But what I want to pick out, this, this passage is so deep, right? But I want you to understand that when you read seed, it means the word of God. Praise King Jesus. Verse 23 says that he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it. Who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. Now, the reason why I, Michelle, come here all the time to talk about the word of God is so that you may understand it. We, we dissect the scripture, we break it down, I give you my personal experience, then I give you from, uh, I pick some experiences, examples from the Bible, so that you may understand with the hope that when you get away from this podcast and go about your life, in life, life um, someone's, people's words slap you in the face, you have an answer. Like you refer to the word of God to stabilize your emotions, praise King Jesus. Because we've also seen, when I was explaining to you words are, we've also seen that these words that are used in anger when quarreling, praise King Jesus, like what comes out of our mouth, it can bring joy, it can bring sadness, but in case it's sadness, then we know to run to the word of God that stayed in us, the one that we understood, so we can have a simpler life. Praise King Jesus. So I think I've explained seed. Now, corruptible seed. What is corruptible seed? Corruptible is derived from the word corrupt. Corruptible comes from the word corrupt. And to be corrupt means to be, um, to have dishonest practices, yeah? Bribery, lack of integrity, like infected or tainted words, praise King Jesus. So us guys are not born of incorruptible words, right? But no, we're not born of corruptible words, but we have we are born of incorruptible. Praise King Jesus. So incorruptible is the opposite of corruptible. <laughs> I feel like I'm, there's just too much corruptible business going on here. Okay. So we've had, the scripture said, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God. So we've established that us guys are using the word today. 
to get born again. Right? We have been born again through the word of God, which is the incorruptible word. And I've explained to you, incorrupt. no, I haven't yet. Incorruptible means um, honest, integrity, pure words, can we say? Right? So we are born of valuable words, words that last forever. Yeah? Because the scripture says we have been born of incorruptible words through the word of God incorruptible seed through the word of God which lives and abides forever what the word of God which is alive the word of God gives life so the word what I am explaining right now is the word of God so that you can get born again so that you can renew your mind so that you can have a more peaceful life because of the word of God which lives and abides forever yeah in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 14 it says I know that what the Lord God does is forever what he says is forever it lives forever nothing can be added to it or removed from it and he does it so that people may fear him praise King Jesus so that's um first Peter broken down right first Peter chapter 1 verse 23 so I believe you've understood that scripture, right? I strongly believe that um, everybody has got a good understanding of what that scripture is. So now, let's talk about words, right? There's so many words out there. We wake up to words. We go to bed hearing words. Some of us fall asleep with the phone in our hands reading words, right? And WhatsApp, social media. Some people fall asleep reading a book, words an interesting book is all about words right so let's look into words right now this remember i mentioned to you earlier we're going to look at people's words and then we shall conclude with the word of god so these different people have different opinions right everyone has an opinion on something and and it's a case of what do you believe praise king jesus People's words, for example, words that are said to us um, by our parents. Parents are very key people in our lives. They're, um, they're almost like they represent the creator. They do represent the creator here on earth. No wonder um, that the commandment um, with um, to do with parents has got, a, it's the only one that has got our terms and conditions, right? Like, honor your mother and father, and then your days on earth will be long praise king jesus so parents words are very important to us the words that your parents speak unto you but unfortunately some parents have spoken words unto their kids and and these words have affected their destinies uh, depending on how the kid takes it praise king jesus uh we have um some moms have examples here from the bible but you you can think of your personal experience praise king jesus yeah there's a guy called Jabez in the Bible. Jabez's mom, I think that's in First Chronicles. Eh? He called him Jabez and he uttered, like he said, because I bore him in pain. Like these words came out of Jabez's mother when she was in labor. Praise King Jesus. So the words were spoken unto him and that's the name that was given to him. If you want the full story, you shall find it in First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9. Would you like us to dash there quickly? First Chronicles chapter 4, 
first chronicles chapter 4 verse 9 aha now jabez was jabez was more honorable than his brothers and his mother called his name jabez saying because i bore him in pain praise king jesus that's quite heavy right <laughs> by one's mother <laughs> moms are supposed to love their kids right so all of us have grown up um, with moms or the, it can even be a stepmom or an auntie and and they've said certain words to us that follow us up to this day right there's another mom in the bible Ichabod's mom that's in first samuel chapter 4 verse 19 that she was she said oh this this kid will we'll call him Ichabod because the glory had has departed from israel like if you want the full depth of it, it's in 1 Samuel chapter 4, verse 19. But this baby was born at a time when Israel was in turmoil. Israel had, had disobeyed God and then the Ark of the, Co- the Covenant was taken. And when she heard of the news, she said, Ah, oh, this baby has come at a bad time. The glory has departed from it is not very it is not good at all for the glory of the Lord to depart from anywhere. And then this one, his name, <laughs> that's the name that was given to him. What a reminder. That is your name because you were born at a time when there was so much drama. Praise King Jesus. Then there's um, another guy. He's called, uh, he was called Benoni. That's in Genesis chapter 35 verse 18. Right? This was Rachel. Hold on, let's do Genesis chapter 35. Rachel is Isaac's wife. Isaac is Jacob's son. And um, she had a, a tough, tough labor, right? And because she had a hard time while giving birth to this boy, the boy earned himself a name that means sorrow. Yeah? Let me read for you Genesis 35, verse 18. I think we can start from 16, yeah? The death of Rachel. Genesis 35, 16. Then they journeyed from Bethel, and when there was but a little distance to go to Ephrath, Rachel labored in childbirth, and she had hard labor. She had hard labor. <laughs> she had painful labor. Verse 17. Now it came to pass, when she was in hard labor, that the midwife said to her, Do not fear. You will have this son also. Remember Rachel struggled to get kids in the beginning. If, if you don't know about Rachel's story, please um, visit Genesis. She had a hard time getting pregnant, but thank God her husband was very prayerful. So Isaac prayed for her and then she had a first baby. And now she's having so much trouble having this one. Yeah. And then verse 18 reads, And so it was, as her soul was departing, as she was dying, for she died, that she called his name Benoni. Yeah, and Benoni means son of my sorrow, right? So, oh, we have all these incidents where people are in the business of saying words about us or to us, and and most times, oftentimes, these words are not so good because guys, words are powerful. Yeah, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Yeah, that's in Proverbs eighteen verse twenty one. It says. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruits. Right? So, we need to be mindful before we open up our mouths to speak. 
Because are you speaking life into somebody or speaking death? Now, these I've given you the examples I've given you from the Bible. These are mothers speaking into their children. And sometimes it's a case of what somebody has said about you, right? I remember growing up in primary school, the drama was always about, oh, so-and-so talked about you, or so-and-so, not just primary school, even as a young um, adult, even as a lady. It's almost like everybody out there, they're either tearing you apart with their words or, and it's just, it's just not nice, right? But the, and then there's a person, as I speak right now, there's a person whose lives, whose life right now is not so nice. They're curling up in bed because of something that their friend said to them or something that they had uh, and they're struggling to, 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 to strike a balance, to come back to the normal, to find peace and joy because of the words that have been said to them, right? There's words that are said by teachers, a kid goes to school, and the, all the teacher ever says is, you're not good enough. Uh, you, you are daft. What, what's wrong with your head? And then this child grows up in intimidation and insecurity because of the words that have been spoken unto them. Some parents haven't taken the time to tell their children, you're very beautiful, you are intelligent, I'm so proud of you. Never a positive word. So the kid grows up so insecure and looking for uh, affirmation and assuring words from the general public and that can be so strenuous because this this child and and god forbid it's a female the first man that says oh you're so beautiful i love you is the man that will take her virginity at the tender age of 11 because this is the first person to show them love and i'm sorry to say but this is so common in, in african parents when i was growing up anyway lately you know things have changed but in a household i think because we were so many people under one roof i don't remember ever getting an i i love you so much and and you know it's it's as if it was a case of guys i grew up eh? i can't remember how many we were but there was a time in in my life when i grew up with my auntie god bless her and there was so many of us yeah i spent time at my auntie's house it was almost like a boarding school so she, she she's a very lovely lady and now i can sort of relate we were just too many children under one roof i think by the time she was done confirming that we've had a shower and done our homework there was hardly any time for hey i love you because we were making her sweat in the armpits praise king jesus so because of that now i know it must have been the huge numbers the responsibility that it's already hard work enough to get us to be in order it's like running a farm of 100 cows have all of them been been milked have they been fed that's good enough i'll go to bed now but even then there's families that have maybe one or two children but a person is so busy high up there playing daddy or playing mommy they don't have time to come down and relate in relate with the child. So when the kids are sent out there to university, the very first person that comes with sweet nothings, whispering sweet nothings in their ears, they derail because they're looking for love. Human beings were created to love. Anyone that shows a bit of interest and love, that's a good person. Yeah? I have had... Uh, <laughs> uh, I observe what people say. I know a person that, say, that says... Um, Oh, so and so is a nice person, and she she likes me, and she said this about me, and I'm thinking, oh, they're nice because they they said good words to you. Uh, we pray to God that they mean the words they said to you, if that's your basis, you know. 
So there's a need to be loved. There's a need to be complimented. Ladies, ah, let's ask the husbands. When your when your wife comes back from um, the hairdressers and she's changed her hair, if you do not compliment her, then phew, there's going to be words, right? <laughs> you 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 have to compliment them. Oh, I love your nails. Or oh, did you change your hair? That looks lovely. You look 20 years younger. Uh, it's words and not are a natural source of joy. If the right words are not said, there's problems. If the wrong words are said, there's problems. So we grow up and surrounded by all manner of words. Oh, by the way, even like generally in life, if you don't open up your mouth to speak, nobody can tell whether you're daft or clever. Or it's even biblical, it's written in here that a daft person, if they keep quiet and say nothing, they can be considered intelligent. But the minute you open your mouth, you can be as pretty as pretty, but when you open up your mouth to speak and what's coming out does not make sense, people start to look at you like, um, okay. You, you, you say the statements you make and your beauty goes out through the back window, right? So it's like we have to be so mindful by the words that we say and the words that we hear from people, right? But there's words from um, bosses, words by relatives so words people's words people's words have dented egos people's words have ruined reputations words right relatives words right <laughs> relatives can really oh i like the one of jesus in john chapter one um for, chapter one verse 45 eh? neighbors neighborhood friends words yeah let's run quickly to john chapter one in john chapter one uh, there's, there's a guy that was trying to tell his friend about jesus uh, uh, then then the, the, this person asked can anything good come out of nazareth that was sharp that was that was raw huh john chapter one let's run there quickly john chapter one verse 45 people's words huh john chapter one verse 45 Mm -mm, we can start from um 43 no 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 no. 45 (laughs) 45 will do john chapter one verse 45 Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him, him with a capital H, of whom Moses in the law, or you can say in the Bible, and also the prophets, the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. So anyway, Philip is so excited because he's found Jesus and Jesus has asked him to follow him, to be his disciple. So he runs to his friend Nathanael and said, Guess what? I found gold. I have found Jesus of Nazareth, the one they talked about uh, in, in, the, in the book of the law, uh, the one the prophets talked about. Look at Nathaniel's response in verse 46. Hmm? Nathaniel says, can anything good come out of Nazareth? <laughs> so Nathaniel is so quick to shut Jesus down by just one sentence, like nothing good comes out of that village. It's probably that's what's been talked about you, right? Like, can anything good come out of Kampala? Can anything good come out of your father's house? Words. Somebody say words. Hmm? Another person is Joseph. Bless him. Uh, Joseph, one of the 12, um, 
the sons of Israel, sons of Jacob. It's in Genesis 37. Joseph had a dream. He went and told his brothers words. <laughs> his brothers shot him down like they were just bored by him, right? It's in um, Genesis 37. We can start from verse... It's at verse 8. But we can start from 5. Yeah? Now Joseph... Verse 5. Yeah? Genesis 37 verse 5. Now Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. Yeah? What dream did he have? <laughs> he had a dream where the dream indicated that he would rule over his brothers. Look at what they say to him in verse 8. And his brothers said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Now there's a lesson there. You know, we like to share good news. And, and, and oh, yeah. It's all fair and good. Good news is not good until it's shared. You need somebody to celebrate with, to laugh with, like, hey, guess what? I got a promotion. Wow, congratulations. But be mindful. Is the person you're telling really your friend? I like prudence. We need to be prudent. It's in um, Proverbs chapter 8. That I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. What verse is it? We have to be prudent. Like, okay, this is what has happened. I am going to share the news. But when I share the news... What's the other person's response going to be? It's in uh, Proverbs chapter 8, verse 12. Oh, by the way, Proverbs chapter 8 is a very good one to read. It's about wisdom. Mm -hmm. Verse 12 reads, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence, and I find out knowledge and discretion. So, yes, the good Lord has given you a good dream of you're going to become the president of um, Uganda. Fantastic. Now you want to hold a microphone and tell everybody, but think, think, yeah? Prudence is like, it means to think through the implications of your actions. Think through the implications of your words. Some people pride themselves in talking. As long as it's true, I will say it. But your words are breaking someone's heart, East Western Central. Or your words might trigger jealousy. Praise King Jesus. So think. Before you pick up the phone to tell the whole of um, the whole of um, Africa and beyond, how you know g g God is so good, but th think, okay, I am going to do this. What do I expect from the person I am telling? What will I get in return? Is it a word of encouragement to them, or is it going to make them feel like, uh, why is every good thing happening to you? What about me? And then you've dropped a seed of anxiety and jealousy and whatever in their hearts. And mind you, sometimes you can't tell because people's hearts are hidden from us. So it's a simple case of, must I talk about this? And I have a podcast here where I asked you guys to get Jesus buddies, right? But even those, it helps when the Holy Spirit guides you and says, yes, this is who I want you to walk with. Because the Holy Spirit will tell you when you're supposed to be Jesus buddy turns weird. And then you know not to tell them. And sometimes you don't even have to, 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 uh, the, to wait for the Holy Spirit to tell you. There's indicators. You can tell. You can tell. The spirit of discernment. Let's pray for that. To be able to discern. Why is it that this person's face twists every time I deliver good news? Then you know to stay away. Because poor Joseph told them a dream that he had. And these are his brothers. Why shouldn't he tell them? Right? 
And these guys, they're so weird. They had a gift of dream interpretation because when Joseph told them the dream that he had, they interpreted it and they said to him, oh, does this mean you're going to reign over us? So instead of focusing on their gift of dream interpretation, they're quick to be jealous and to hate on Joseph because of what the vision God has given him. So God has given you, again, on, on this same podcast, we have a, 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 a podcast on um, Write It Down. God's given you a vision through a dream or the word of God, write it down. And again, I, I said to you guys in that podcast, don't tell the whole world because not everyone's happy for you. Be selective. Be prudent. That's what's taken us to Proverbs um, 1, 12. Wisdom dwells with prudence. What is wisdom? Yes, it happened. Okay. Yes, you have, you want to tell somebody that um, what they're doing is wrong, but be smart about it. Prudence. Like, will this spark? What will this spark? Where is it meant to lead to? Will this create um, an atmosphere in the office? Because the same Bible says if it's up to us, we should live peaceably with all. Praise King Jesus. So there's a lot of... We, we need to ask for wisdom. We need to think before we open our mouths, these ones, because... There's another scripture in here. I wish I could find it about the tongue. The tongue is so small. It's the, it's the smallest part of our bodies. But boy, it's the hardest to tame. Just like a matchstick can start a wildfire in a forest, so is the tongue. Let me look it up. One second. The tongue is a little member. It is in James chapter 3, verse 5. Hmm? It reads, our tongues are small too, and yet they brag about big things. It takes only a spark to start a forest fire. Even so, the tongue is indeed a little member. And, hold on, I'm reading from my laptop. I'll open the actual Bible. I don't like to use gadgets. These gadgets, man, I'm all for a physical Bible. These gadgets can wake up one morning and say to you, update your Bible. What are you updating? What has changed? It is Eve that ate the apple. Why are you updating? Is it going to turn around and be Ezekiel that tricked Adam into sin? I've never understood these gadgets for Bibles. So I'm so old school. Give me some time to find the book of James. Because my Bible is consistent. What it says today, it will say tomorrow. It can only be turned around by the Holy Spirit, not some app or update, iOS, whatever. Too much rocket science for me. James chapter 3, verse 5. It reads, Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how a, a, for, see how a great... No, 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 no. I repeat, even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest, a little fire kindles. <laughs> a great forest, a little fire kindles. Verse 6, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and it is set on fire by hell. Wow. 
I swear next time you're, breath, you're brushing your teeth, ha, take a look good at your tongue and look at the power that it has. Remember earlier I told you it, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who have it will eat its fruit. So watch your tongue and speak to your tongue every morning and say, say to it, tongue, I command you to cooperate with the word of God today. If it doesn't make another person feel good about themselves, must I say it? If I need to rebuke, is there a peaceful way I can rebuke without hurting the other person's feeling, feelings? Praise King Jesus. If I need to correct somebody, how do, we, how do I do it and keep the peace at the same time? Because this tongue, much as it, it is so small, it can set the whole place on fire. It defiles the whole body. Yeah? Where's the iniquity bit? The tongue is, is um, so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and it sets on fire because of our nature. And it's where is it? I saw somewhere about sin. Aha, look at verse 8. But no man can tame the tongue, it is an ugly evil full of deadly poison. See what I'm talking about? So I feel like there's need to pray for our tongues <laughs> before we even proceed. Yeah, let's take a second. Father in heaven, we thank you for this beautiful body part that is our tongue. May it be used only and only for good things like maybe eating ice cream, speaking life unto others, encourage others, as opposed to creating a whole fire in the community by just one word. Anoint our tongues to be used. Give us the tongue of the learned father. So we can speak a word in season, a word in, of encouragement to a person in pain. Father, help us, Holy Spirit, rest upon these tongues of ours so they can bring glory to your name and, they, and so that they may create peace in our hearts. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Listen to verse 9. With the tongue we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God <laughs> honestly he used the same tongue to, ab to abuse the entire office and the neighborhood even the house like when you open up your mouth to speak there's fear right and then minutes later you go and kneel down and lift your holy hands and summon the good Lord with the same tongue and the Lord is thinking what tongue what tongue there's an angel there's an angel I like him I wonder where I can find that scripture. Satan did something nasty to him. And, and then the, angels, the angel did not retaliate with bad words. He only said, I rebuke you. In other words, even if we are, we're not pleased with Satan's works, we have no right to, to use our tongues to abuse. Even Satan is not worthy of our what? Of, 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 of making our tongues defile our whole body praise king jesus and this is where the enemy gets us especially born again people via the tongue you have been so nice you don't steal you don't kill god help you you've stayed away from sex before marriage for x amount of years but the tongue is so busy at work sending you to help so we need help in that direction all of us all of us right anyway i've given you an example of joseph's brothers Right, the words that they said to him, and it, this, they, and they didn't stop at the words. They actually sold him off to Egypt, and the rest of the story you can find. But praise King Jesus, because 
with all of these bad words that have been said to us or about us, there's, there's a solution. There's a solution and that solution is the word of God, right? But we, before we get into the word of God, I want to talk about evil words as well. Today, I want to talk about words. Now, I want to talk about evil words. Part one was words by people and I gave you examples. Neighbors, relatives, friends, partners, right? Now, let's go to um, evil words. What are evil words? Evil words are words that people say and, for, and, and do other rituals as well to wake up demons and torture other people. I will break it down. I am talking about sorcery, witchcraft. If anybody wants to do anything nasty to you in the spiritual realm, right? See, there's two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of light and there's the kingdom of darkness. If anyone around you is operating in the kingdom of darkness, like they're anti, anti-Christ, like they're not, they don't believe in God, they get their powers from the other side of town, they use words. So if a person wakes up and they're so envious of you because you drive a nice car, you've got a good job, you don't have to do anything bad to them for them to want to do something nasty to you. All you have to do is live a good life and then they'll want to bewitch you. Very common here in our continent, Africa. Like, no, actually, all over, all over. It's just that other countries, their witchcraft is more fancy. They do Santoria and then they do whatever it is. But anything outside of God is not of God. <laughs> right they do enchantments in in, in um, the caribbeans they light candles they put garlic in their shoes it's all witchcraft but they use words and this is how they do it right i hope this um, podcast doesn't become too long because this is information we need to know right today we're talking about words so this is what happens so you have a nice car you're favored in the office and for that reason one person feels like it is not fair because their life is so not good so they decide to do harm what do they do they write a list i don't want her to prosper she will uh, she will never get rich she will never get married she must be fired from this job she'll never amount to anything so this person writes a list of words against you right then they go to um the juju's house to the shrine to the witch doctor right and they say to the evil priest that serves on that altar. See, like how us guys have this altar of Christ? In the kingdom, they have evil altars as well, eh? in the dark kingdom. So they go to the evil priest. Yep, they go to the reception area. This is what I want. Oh, by the way, lately, um, these um, juju houses, the, the, the shrines, they don't, they're, not, they're not a muddy house. It's a fancy house and you can never tell. It's this witchcraft is spiritual. <laughs> you don't have to see a person with horns on their head to know that they're into this sort of practice. But when you look closely, after you've got so much a wealth of knowledge, especially from the Bible, you can tell. Anyway, let's stick to the subject at hand. So they go to the witch doctor and they say, okay, this is my case. And they have to take a point of contact. They can use your names. They can use your picture. I mean, uh, we've simplified it for them, right? They can download a picture from the status or from... um, um, I don't want to instill fear. I just want to give you knowledge, right? Spiritual knowledge. Yep. So, 
This person does the list of requirements. What is, what's their requirements? I listed those down. How they wish your life to be versus what God has made your life, right? And then they go to a shrine and then they say to the evil priest that serves at that altar, this is what I want to happen to this person, to Miss X, right? And then the juju priest says to them, okay, let's we need we need um we need an they can send for a goat the 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 evil priest can ask them for a chicken or a dove or a goat or a cow sometimes they even ask for human human beings why they need blood in order to do a sacrifice the everything that um everything that this person that doesn't like you and sometimes this happens without your knowledge like i said all you have to do is do live your life well and 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 have a successful life and they're pissed off right so they go and come up with this list for the things that they want to happen to you that are not good right so (laughs) the evil priest asks them for example to bring a chicken let us say depending on the magnitude of the harm that they want to cause you right so they send for a chicken, but also they have to take a point of contact. Like maybe they stole your hunky or they need something that represents you, something with your DNA. It can be a piece of hair. It can be a nail. It can even be your money, money that they asked for from you. And, and again, I don't want you to freak out. It's a good thing to give money, but if you have to give it out, soak it in the precious blood of Jesus because we live in an, in an evil world. But what I want to bring out here is the words yeah this person goes to the witch doctor and says i want this to happen to miss x i want her to be poor forever her kids to be poor i don't want her to prosper i never want her to get married and then they have to make a sacrifice so this person miss y the the the, the wicked person goes and brings an animal and then the juju man needs to get to draw blood out of it. Why do they use blood? In Leviticus chapter 17 verse 11, we're told that the life of the flesh is in the blood. Right? And I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls. This was God telling Moses. Life is in the blood. Without blood, then there's no sacrifice. Without, without a sacrifice, then there's no ghosts. Because what happens is when this blood is poured on, on your item, your point, it's called a point of contact, whatever represents you that has been taken to the shrine. When the blood is poured onto it, then they activate a ghost out of it, a demon, for example, of poverty, to send poverty into you, or rejection. So you can be rejected at work and so that you can lose your job. And do you know why they do this? Bless them. They think that they'll get the job instead. People and all this, all of this starts with envy, envy and strife. Yeah, that's the cause, right? Wow, it's here in James chapter 3, verse 16. It says, For where envy and self seeking exist, which is strife, confusion and every evil thing are there. So they envy you and then they wish what you have for themselves. And because they're too lazy to work for it, They go to the witch doctor and say words, what they would like to become, what they would like to steal from you. And then they have to do a sacrifice. 
pour blood on that point of contact they've taken. And then next thing you know, if you're very, God is so good, he speaks to everyone. He'll reveal to you in a dream. But if you, you're one of those people that say, oh, I don't dream, then it will go past you. And then before you know it, the boss hates you. Everybody at the office doesn't like you. And you're not prayerful because the word of God, I will get to that, is the one weapon that can shoot down these, these things, these nasty actions of the wicked ones. Praise King Jesus. I am here to give you the power of words and I'll give you a solution to everything I'm talking about. So this is for your knowledge. Knowledge is power. Wisdom is knowing what to do with the knowledge you have received. Praise King Jesus. So that's why we asked for wisdom and knowledge and revelation and discernment when we were starting this podcast. So words are used in this sort of area. Now, if such a thing happens to you, your best bet is to run to the word of God. Why? It is written <laughs> in Lamentations chapter 3 verse 37 that who is he who speaks and it comes to pass when the Lord has not commanded it. So when all this evil is going around, you have no business sitting back and thinking, oh, that can't happen to me. I've never been bad to anyone. No, 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 no. The, all they did was go and use words and activate these demons that are haunting you right now. You're losing your job. You're losing your relationship. You're having endless arguments with your husband. Every, things were going well and all of a sudden all of this is happening, right? It takes going to the secret place. It takes launching deeper into the word of God to shoot these things down. Praise King Jesus. And the word of God is saying to us, no one can speak and comes to pass if it hasn't been commanded by the Lord. Which means you have to be in the Lord to have authority over everything else that's being spoken about you, against you. Sorry. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 3 verse 4 that let God be true, let every man be a liar. See, I'm bringing in God. We are graduating to part four of this podcast, which is the word of God. I've told you about words of people. I've told you about people, how about how people use words to bewitch others. But now I want to bring in the word of God. The word of God is so powerful. Why? This Bible that's in front of me is so powerful. This Bible in itself is the word of God. I've told you severally. This may seem like a book with very uh, little words, small letters. It's, it is bulky, but when you get acquainted to it, it is the weapon you need for everything. John chapter 1 verse 14. John chapter 1 starts off by telling us, in the beginning was the word, which means the word of God was there before the words of everyone that's speaking evil about you, everyone that's activating evil altars against you. Thank God that we have this altar a Christly altar, which gives us authority over those other small altars. Praise King Jesus. So you come here and come in the word of God, which is God himself, because according to John 1, 1, it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, which means the word is God. Without the word, nothing was created that was made, right? And in verse, uh, is it 14? The word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word becomes Jesus Christ. So right now the word of God is Jesus himself. Praise King Jesus. And it is the word of God that you need to, to come against all the other words that have been spoken about you. Whether or not they happened in a shrine at an evil altar or ordinary conversation. People sit and talk bad words about you. David had such an issue. And then he had to pray for the counsel of Ahitophel to be turned into foolishness yeah he prayed for their counsel for their words to be turned into foolishness 
he prayed <laughs> he didn't go to bed and cry oh where the entire city is talking about me Mm-mm. he went to the word of god have you encountered people who there's a huge fire of gossip about them and when you meet them they're doing better they prosper even better why because they're under the canopy of god because they're dwelling in the secret place of the most high because they have got the word of god the word of god who is jesus himself and why is the word of god so powerful listen to this jesus is the ultimate sacrifice this is why I had to pull out the witchcraft beat. Jesus went to the cross. He let out his blood and his blood redeemed us. The scripture I told you earlier was the word of God redeems us. Incorruptible seed. Now, if the word of God is Jesus, it's the same as the blood of Jesus. Yeah? The blood of Jesus redeems us. I think it's in Rev- Revelation. Holy Spirit, help me to find it. We were bought by the precious blood of Jesus. Where is it? We need you, Lord. Revelation is the last um, book in the Bible. Pray for me to find the scripture I'm looking for. Otherwise, I'll send you to Mr. Google and you look for bought by the blood of Jesus. Bought by the blood of Jesus. Where do I find it? Is it in 13? Is it in 12? Aha! Uh-huh. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. And we overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word. Mm-mm. 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to death. So the blood of the Lamb, the blood of Jesus, the bl- the blood, the word of God. See, Jesus is the word of God. So you overcome evil words by the word of God. You overcome evil by the blood of the lamb. Praise King Jesus. That is why I, Michelle, come here and I speak to you every day. Please get to know your Bibles. But I think I've been, I've been so simple about it. That's why I want to launch deeper, to, get, to dig deeper, so you can understand that you actually need the word of God, like you need it more than anything to overcome. Let me tell you something. Anybody that's around you and they don't talk Jesus and they're so powerful, you need to ask where they get their power from. Everybody leans on to something for power. So just ask some questions. Just let's apply wisdom. You can't walk around. If you're not into Jesus and you're not into, into witchcraft, you, it's like you're walking in a landmine waiting to see what happens next. Thank God we're alive by the grace of God. Some of us would have perished ages ago. But Jesus was there. He's always been there. But now I want to introduce you to the word that everything they have spoken that's evil against you, there's a word to shoot it down. So we come to the word of God to shoot down the words of people, to shoot down the words that have been spoken to us by relatives, to shoot down the evil words that have been used to activate demons against us in the satanic kingdom. Praise King Jesus. Because in Hebrews chapter 1 verse, no, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, it reads, the word of God is living. The word of God is powerful. The word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. So all you have to sit here, all you have to do is sit here and quote the word of God. But please, hey, be careful. You don't just quote it. Live righteously. Isaiah 54, it says, in righteousness you will be established. 
get established in righteousness. How do you get established in righteousness? Seek what righteousness is. Read the word of God. Joshua 1.8. Read the words of this book. Meditate in them. Purpose to do what this word is saying. And then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will live in a world where people's words don't affect you. You will live in a world where witchcraft can't affect you. Here in the Bible, we have a, a scripture that says, um, a cast without a cause shall not alight. I need to find this for you as well, because I don't like people to live in fear. We have not been given the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and sound mind. And our power is in the word of God, right? A cast without cause shall not alight, shall not come to pass. Because you can't stop people from being jealous of you. You can't look up Proverbs chapter 26 verse 2. You can't stop evil people from planning their schemes. But you can purpose to live according to the word of God. To, to live your life the way God expects you to. So they can do their witchcraft and then they turn it. They watch it turn around against them. Because guess what? When these people activate um, evil spirits against you and the spirits can't attack you, the spirits have already been activated. So the spirits have no choice but to go back to their senders. And you don't even have to pray for them, these things to go back to them because we serve a God of forgiveness. You're supposed to forgive them. But the thing is, this spirit will go back because it needs to do, it needs to operate enough in the flesh. So the guys that go to witch doctors to harm others do not know these facts. They go with the intention of asking for riches. And then this man does all these things to you. He doesn't tell you that, yeah, I'll try and bewitch your friend for you. But guess what? This time next year, you might develop cancer. Because if you're bewitching me, you're doing witchcraft on Michelle. And she's always in, in her Bible living according to what it says. The curse will not come to pass. Proverbs 26, verse 2. The word of God reads, yeah, like a fleeting sparrow, like a flying swallow, so a curse without a cause shall not alight. Which means they'll <clears throat> activate their curse from their evil altar to come and shoot you the righteousness of God who is blessed because you're with God all the time. And then the curse will find nowhere to... Spirits operate better in the flesh. Then the spirit is there and it has nowhere to go. <laughs> guess where it will go <laughs> I'll leave that for you if you've been doing this sort of thing realign, realign the power, the most power that we have is in the word of God, right it is sharper than a two-edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit I am back into um, Hebrews 12 4 verse 12 Yeah, the word of God pierces even in the division of soul and spirit which means if somebody has already succeeded in doing evil against me via the evil words that they used at an altar if I come and run to Christ right now and believe in God try and walk righteously, repent every time because we fall short all the time purpose to walk according to the word read the word all the time, all I have to send is the word of God and it shall separate this evil spirit from my soul because the Bible has told me that the word of the Lord is sharper than a double-edged sword and it pierces to the division of soul and spirit. It even divides joints from marrows and it's a discerner of thoughts. The word of God is so powerful because the word of God is Jesus himself. Jesus is a discerner of thoughts. Yeah? And the intents of hearts. I think I have something on discerner of thoughts. I saw it the other day in the book of John and I was amazed. I was like, whoa, Jesus, you're such a show off. Not in a bad way. Where did I see it? In the early books of John. Uh-huh. John chapter 2, verse 
Where do I start from? Hmm. The discerner of hearts. John chapter 2 verse 23. Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover during the feast, many believed in his name when they saw the signs which he did. Verse 24. But Jesus did not commit himself to them because he knew all men and had no need that anyone should testify of man for he knew what was in man. Like he discerned, he knew what was in their hearts. Do you ever know those people that you come to and they're smiling, oh, hello, how are you? And they think they are playing a game on you, but you're thinking, aha, my discernment antennas are high up there. I know what you're up to because my friend, the Holy Spirit, reveals to me all truth according to John 16. I know what you were doing last night because God showed it to me. Because in John chapter 16, verse 13 tells me, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you of things to come. What does that mean? When the evil people went and did their garbage, in the darkness, because for them they operate in the darkness, I, the child of light, the Holy Spirit revealed it to me in a dream that guess what? That person you sit next to in the office, this is who they actually are. This is what they're doing. But you know what, my Michelle, there's no need to attack them. I'll sort this out for you. Just walk a righteous path. Because I told you in Romans that do not pay evil for evil. Vengeance belongs to me. Be nice to them. If they want some water, Give them water to drink. If they want food, give them. I will sort them out. Vengeance belongs to me. It's here in Romans chapter 12, verse 17. It reads, Repay no evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. 19. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place for wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. So if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. So, whoever I'm speaking to, and you don't know who's doing nasty to you, it's probably because in your heart you are not clear. The Bible is not in you. The word of the Lord, you don't live in the word, so the word is not, you're not, you, you, you're not abiding, so the word is not inside of you. So, the Holy Spirit can't reveal to you, because if he tells you that that's the person doing the evil, you will pick up a gun and shoot them. But if you're purposing to live in a Christ-like manner of, oh, I will forgive them, because God will help me sort them out, then God will tell you. And when he tells you, what do you do? You come to the word of God and you use it because his word is a discerner of thoughts. His word is piercing. It's powerful. It's living. It's sharper than a double-edged sword. The word will sort them out. Guys, God treasures his word so much. He says in Psalm 138 verse 2 that <laughs> you have magnified your word higher than your own name. Do you know God treasures his word more than his name? So you've had incidents where you, you, you know, you're being told, call upon the name of the Lord, call upon the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is powerful, but guess what? His word, his promises, what he says about situations, what he says to you is more powerful than his name. Psalm 138 verse 2 reads, I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. The name of Jesus. You know, what a wonderful name it is. 
how do I do I sing well yeah but this, the, the name of Jesus is so powerful but he is saying my word the words in this Bible I hold higher than my name guys this is why I send you to read your Bible I send you to get into a relationship with your Bible and I don't want you to first get into any tr- kind of trouble for you to run there make it your business to relate with him on a daily without waiting for trouble to happen to you because then when evil comes knocking they will not locate your spirit when they trigger a holy spirit to come and hunt you down it will not find you it will find it will find you hidden under the secret place of the most high psalm 91 that's why in psalm 91 he says this this ends towards the the end of it what verse is it he says because you have set your love upon me therefore i'll honor you i'll deliver you in other words okay let's run to psalm 91 briefly Sorry, 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 sorry. Where's Psalm 91? Verse 14. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I'll deliver him. I'll set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call me and I'll answer him. I'll be with him in time time of trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So when you are in the word of God, you're confusing the people that do evil to you. Why? Because it... A curse without a cause shall not alight. He also goes ahead to say in Isaiah 51:11, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Like his word is there to help us. He says in Psalm 107, he sent forth his word and his word healed them and delivered them from what? From all destruction, from gossip, from evil talk, from witchcraft, from everything. And he tells you in Numbers 23, 19, that I am not a son of man that I should lie. I am not a man that I should lie, nor a son of man that I should repent. Have I said it? Will I not do it? Have I spoken? Will I not make good? What is all of this? Stay in the word. What is it they've said about you? Don't be depressed. What does Jesus say about you? There's there's a girl out there that's super depressed because of what some boy said about them. It is well. Let him speak. The Bible has said, let all of them be liars. Let God be true. What does God say about you? You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God said, let us make her in our own image. You're in the image of God. So if he said you're ugly, then clearly he's confused. Those are words of men. So from today henceforth, the word of God prevails. And here is my prayer for you. Get a Bible. Get acquainted with the word of God. It is the power. It is the authority. Hmm? Do, do you know this scripture in Luke 10, 19, where God says, Behold, I've given you the authority to trample over scorpions and serpents and gossip and all evil words and not nice words that have been said, said about you, whatever wants to depress you. I've given you authority over them. Nothing shall by no means hurt you. What does that mean? Go and look for the meaning of the word authority. Your authority is in Jesus. Your authority is in the word of God. So, hand on your chest. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, dear God, thank you for your word. Thank you for Jesus. Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for the ultimate sacrifice where you poured your blood. And because of the power in your blood, no blood has power on me. No gossip has power on me. No any words anyone has spoken have nothing on me. 
because today I choose to follow you, Jesus Christ. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. And now I declare that I am born again. I attach myself to you, Jesus, because I know that you are life. Come and dwell in my heart. I've made you my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everybody that's listening to this podcast. And I pray that they've understood the power that is in your word. I pray that they've understood the authority that is in spending time in the word of God. I pray that everybody, if they've got Bibles, I pray that they are much more in love with their Bibles if they haven't. Provide for everyone to get a Bible. Provide for everyone to get acquainted with your word. Because the word is not, the world is not nice out there. There's so many words. Words from our bosses, words from our exes, words from witches. And we've learned today that it is your word that shoots them down. So, Father, I pray that everybody gets a Bible and they fall in love with it and they understand that the power they have in you is so immense. It is so deep. It is so huge. We all run to you, Lord Jesus. Let your word continually comfort us. We block our ears. We put the precious blood of Jesus in our ears, a sieve to separate the precious from the vile. We remove all vile words that have been said about us. Erase our minds. Remove everything nasty that has been said about us. Renew our minds, King of Glory. Holy Holy Spirit, visit everybody that's listening to this podcast and give them a brand new start. Do a general washout in their brain, in their hearts, in their minds, in their souls. You've told us that your word cuts to pieces, separates bone from marrow. It's like a machine that cuts chicken. Father, let your word slice every evil word spirit that's been attached to anyone via this podcast in the mighty name of Jesus. Let the power in your word visit. Like like you did for the centurion. You sent your word and the centurion's servant was delivered. Father, through this podcast, let your word visit everybody that's been torn to pieces by other people's words or their actions. Let your life visit them. Soften their hearts to come to you. Provide for them to find Bibles. And and, and while you're done with that or whilst you're doing it, please send them to the right church, a word-based church, so they they may be strengthened in your word more than what I can give them. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for using me for such a special project. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Boy, thank you, everybody. I'm sorry I went on and on. Today's podcast has been longer than usual, but the Holy Spirit, blame the Holy Spirit, but you can't blame him. The Holy Spirit is who Jesus left us after he left and went back to heaven. So whichever way he swings us, we go. (laughs) Okay, then have a very nice afternoon. Love you lots. Speak to you soon. Bye.